At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. taken down and use it evidence <laughs> <laughs> so so this week we're gonna make a, a rare a rare um guest appearance like i'm not i'm too lazy usually to have any <laughs> guests on this podcast but uh my dad is uh is over from from wales so i thought i'd uh i'd get him on the pod and uh pick his brain so um so this oh, by the way this is the psychovertical podcast and i'm your host andy Kirkpatrick, and this is my father pete Kirkpatrick. and it might seem uh <laughs> what's that word when you have the when you get your family involved in everything incest no <laughs> not the other one let me get them a job at the bbc <laughs> anyway so um so anyway, but I think my dad's a very uh, an interesting person. So I'll uh, I'm going to sort of quiz him about his uh, life and life and times. Okay. Uh, before before we start, I think you should uh, quickly tell that story about the chef. <laughs> all my all my stories, other people's stories. So I'm going to uh, thank George Cole for this. He's an ex army guy uh, of the old generation. Yeah, yeah. So George was telling me about this uh, VIP or uh, senior officer who was going around an army base. The colonel took him to the kitchens, you know, where they make the food, and uh, he said, "Well, I'd like you to introduce you to Corporal Jones. He's the cook." And the VIP said, "What, well, well, Colonel? Colonel? Uh, can I just? We're trying to elevate the status of the catering corps." You know, uh, Corporal Jones is not a cook, he's a chef. Uh, Corporal Jones, how long have you been a chef? And Corporal Jones said, about 30 <laughs> seconds there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess this, this podcast could probably last about a week if we, if we uh, start going from the start to the end. But I think uh, maybe we'll just start with your, your uh, who, who are you? Like, where, 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 where do you come from? Where were you born? Police interrogation. Uh, well, I was, I was born uh, part of that 1947 surge of people into the into the nation. Uh, born in Hull, uh, a very prosperous 
ship in port and then well that was a long long time ago wasn't it uh so you so you but we we'll better point out your dad was in the in the army uh dad was in the army yeah, yeah. Uh, so we keep we keep this on the lower down because because uh he was in the the uprising the irish you know he, came, he was over in the like i seem to remember seeing photographs i don't know if you had them but there was tanks there was like the old world war one oh. tanks and he was in it was it was photographs that were his <coughs> but they were in ireland and it was you probably i think like many uh my generation that you wish you'd asked your dad lots of questions so yeah he was also in egypt when they was putting down yeah. and all that was going on but it, it was <laughs> Palestine. He was in Palestine, yeah. so wasn't he? in South Africa. He's like, yeah, he's balanced out. His role in those units was chief clerk, so he's probably or, or arranging coffins, or ordering them and filling them. It was. It was almost saying about the colonies. It was. It was about Ireland. You yeah. know, the colonies or something. Maybe so. A bit Alan Partridge or something. But yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Well, we all have these. Uh, it's like it's like having a grandfather who's in the Gestapo in these days to have someone who's in the British Army in the yeah nineteen you know nineteen thirties nineteen forties. But one of the facts that I uh, tell about my dad, he joined in nineteen eighteen. You know, can you imagine that nineteen eighteen? <laughs> that was good timing, though. Yeah, well, he joined because he went to the defence of his mother who was being beat up by his father, and yeah. then they both turned on him. Yeah. Some other days. So I went off to the Durham Light Infantry, yeah. So <laughs> different days. In some way, you know, I ran away from Hull to go to the airport yeah. at 17. But I wouldn't, been, I wouldn't have been beaten up. I guess it, I guess it's a nine. So you, you, was that 1964? Yeah. So in 1964, do you know they have this thing that the 60s didn't arrive in Hull till the 90s. Oh, crikey. And, um, but, you know, this idea that you, you decided in 1964 you wanted to be a graphic designer or, you know, you just run off to London because, you know, that that just didn't happen to... No, I, I, I was in that... Uh, the era of the, the mod and the, the rocker and long hair and the Beatles. So yeah. that, that's my memory of that. No career ambitions. But like I, how do you do at school? Uh, I do have no documentation to support this, but I believe there's 42 in our class. Really? <laughs> great baby baby. Great baby yeah, I didn't baby. have names or numbers. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was school like in those days? I, did, I, I wasn't inspired by it. I wasn't interested in it, but I was a good pupil. I was a, yeah... Uh, subsequently, yeah, that I, I had a I had a career in sport and uh, out the outdoors. But my school was a at a concrete playground. It had yeah. no gymnasium. It had no football pitches. It had nothing. So yeah. all my sporting and any ability I had came from uh, on scraps of spare ground and things like that. And is, it, parks. Is, it, is it still there, the school? It's been knocked down. Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, really? It's still oh, there. wow. It's kind of rare. South Coast Lane, everybody knows. Home. Yeah. Yeah. And did you grow up in that house, like when I was a kid, we'd go around and see my grandma next to the... Next to we the... moved about, in my time, three council houses. Right. Yeah. yeah. Preston Road. Because I always remember in Hull, this must have been a big thing when you, in, when you were a child, yeah. with the drains... 
Well, drains were, yeah, like you for the docks. It was a source of, I mean, I was a champion stone thrower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my sport now. Yeah. Uh, so well, kids were always drowning, weren't they? For... Yeah, well, I don't remember. Yeah, I remember swimming them, but, but it was more, uh, yeah, throwing things in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're still there, because I, I looked on some, because basically, for anybody who doesn't know, yeah. Hull is completely flat. It's the flattest yeah. place you can imagine. And uh, they drained all the the land with these big straight yeah. rivers that went out into the river Hull, that went into the river Humber. So you threw right through the city, had these completely these straight... Well, did it? It was a 50-yard stretch, not all water. Yeah. And in my time, uh, the banks were jungle. Right. Where now it's all been cleansed and you know, there's lawns either side, where then it was just... Yeah, it was just a park. And I guess Hull was like one of the most bomb cities in, uh, yeah. uh, in the UK. Like, do you remember anything about that? Or No, no. It's only when you go back that you kind of... There's lots of compared it to other places. There's lots so. of car parks in Hull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so you, so do you have good memories of of your childhood? Do you think? Yeah, I, I'd I'd loving parents. I had an invalid dad, uh, a very uh, supportive mother, uh, and being the old, being the youngest of uh, about a ten year gap between my next brother. You know, it's a, it's a bit like a lo- only child, which makes you a bit more independent, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so as I say, you to escape from Hull was to join the RF. I didn't want to uh, defend the empire or anything. I just wanted to get away from Hull. Yeah. So what? Why? Why didn't you go? Why didn't you? Was it? Was it not that? Because it's interesting. So your your other one brother went off to New Zealand. Yeah. And and your other brother became basically a sort of scallywag pirate. Da- a pirate. Yeah. Like, Salvage, salvaging illegal, yeah. legally off submarines and things. Yeah. So, so the, obviously there was something in your DNA. The I entire, all three, like the fact that your dad had, you know, gone off adventuring. It was that in? Did that go into I you? I think or? we have a, we have brothers like that who are going to different parts of the world, and sending postcards and coming back all brown with stories. You, you kind of, you know, there's less desire to be a plumber. Yeah. In your local town, yeah. so it does stir. Yeah, because I would have thought the pot. in those days was like going in the merchant navy. Was that a, was that a? I don't know. And not going to sea because I guess it was a huge. I, I think one of the one of the uh, consequences of perhaps not having the best education, education yeah, partially through my uh, focus, and then how it was then. I always thought that was thick. Yeah. So those higher aspirations for things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So self-limiting beliefs, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah, because yeah, I guess to to go in the merchant navy, it wasn't it wasn't yeah. just any no. You know, you had to be quite skilled. Yeah, you had to do a lot of because a lot of exams in those days were way more tougher than yeah a lot of exams these days, weren't they? Because they had Trinity College, you know. Remember? Yeah, Trinity yeah. College, nautical College. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people just talk about being a trawler boy. Yeah, like a Jack Hawkins from uh, Treasure <laughs> Island, but around fish. Yeah, yeah. But th- that was like a. But they were it because those those trolls were going up to Greenland. They were. Oh yeah. They were. It was super extreme. Oh yeah, super. I remember. Yeah. I remember meeting a f- somebody who was a climber. He sp- went on the trawlers when he was young, yeah. and he lost um, like the tops of all the fingers on one hand. And yeah. Basically, he was just standing there. 
and the cable just went over his hand and chopped his fingers off. Yeah. But he just said that was kind of normal. Oh, yeah, it was death on a stick. I mean, yeah, there was lots of tragedies. You know, yeah, ships, ships getting... cod wars and all like that. Yeah, yeah, ships getting iced up yeah. and then the ro- rolling over and stuff. But when you come back as a young man, you could you have your selection of women. You know, it, was, yeah. <laughs> it, was like... <laughs> it was a story that they would... When the sh- when the ship came in, all yeah. the taxis be lined up for them, yeah. and they would get off, and they would all their wages, and they would go to the yeah. baths, yeah, because they could, like you know the swimming bath. They would like have a bath, and they would they yeah. would get the clothes and go out. But by the end of the weekend, they would have spent all their money, and then yeah. they would have to be there back on a Monday morning, yeah. get back on the troll, like Dodge City or Wichita, you know, when the cattle comes out. Yeah, because yeah. it must have been a lot of a lot of money in Hull. Like I I remember even in like the this you know the 70s 80s yeah was a period where you always felt like there was money because you had quite a lot of industry in hull you know you had records and yeah. you had all these kind of big you know it was, it was an industrial place still even though all the all the the bottom yeah. had fallen out of yeah. fishing yeah you still there, there was still a there was some but now you basically just have the university that's <laughs> that's it you know but hull seems a long way back you know yeah i've, I've got no rubber band no, Picking no. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 how did you? What was your experience with 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 actually joining? Did you go? Did you? Were you thinking of the army or the? Did you just? I don't know. It's so far ago. There was no conscious thought, and and I was the the. Everybody's in a group, and you know, you might call it a gang, but it wasn't a gang. And uh, so, me doing that was quite a radical to break away from that little look what you're you leaving behind <laughs> bye uh, subsequently two others followed me but um, yeah some time later so how so, so you what type what how old are you when you left school uh 14 and three quarters right right they got them of the days you can't leave yeah. school now till you're at 28 i don't think yeah and and i had a couple of uh not yeah go nowhere jobs yeah did that did that make you double down on getting out of hold you think well, the, the, they had two jobs. The, the last one was a screen printer for a, a, a grocery firm doing posters. Right. In this Dickensian attic where yeah. I was given this thing, go up there and make 500 posters. And I used to just look out the window and then go crazy for an hour and come <laughs> down. And, uh, so like your whole career. But I was really good at using all the inks, creating bruises on my leg, and then I used to hobble in and say, oh, I'm just, just falling over. <laughs> and I used to stand me home. <laughs> well, you heard that, that story about Al, Al Rouse? Yeah. Um, and he was a teacher, and he went out to the Alps for the winter time, yeah. for the winter holidays. And the weather was so amazing, he said, he said, I'm not going back. And he rang up the school and said, I'm in the Alps. I've got frostbite. I can't. I'm in hospital. I can't come back. And like, oh, missed, oh, the head teacher was. Oh, that's terrible. And he was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. I want to teach. But anyway, so he so he came back after two weeks yeah. and he put like um, tissue in his shoe. Yeah. So he was like hobbling around. And the best thing was every th- he got every Thursday afternoon off because he had to go to the hospital. So he'd go off climbing <laughs> on the Thursday afternoon. So. Yeah. You got to be a good liar and a good memory. Don't yeah, you? yeah. So 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 what was it? Where did you? You know, how do you, do you get on the train and you just go off to some... Where, where do you... Well, I, I did a year's apprenticeship in uh, the supply trade, which is a very complex logistics, they call it now. Uh, subsequently, my first post into is a place called 16MU at Stafford, where all the aircraft bits for all the aircraft around the world were stored and people used to 
Yeah. Uh, and you and you and you chose that that job because that's what your dad had done. I did a did an intelligence test, and that's the one that offered me. All right. <laughs> you can either not join or do yeah. this one. <laughs> oh, that'll do it then. So <laughs> offer of one. I'll take you like, that. So you're basically like working in an office, kind of. Well, not an office, but you're yeah. just in a yeah. Uh, but then, and what when you'd, 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 so you would, so someone would want like an, an engine for like a vampire jet, and they would, yeah, they would send I'd, from I'd, from I'd India. I'd stamp the fall, not move that. So yeah, but we, we, but everything there was everything, nothing was digital. No, no. So I was telling Andy, uh, my job, the form used to come in like from Singapore, and we need a half a wing. I used to read it, write it down another form, stamp it, and then put it in a box. Uh, and there's a story about some VIP at this place coming along. Can you imagine, you know, people with a higher rank had a lot of power, you know, yeah. people were frightened of them. And he, this high-ranking officer says to this young airman, said, what do you do here? He says, I take this fucking... I take this fucking vouch from this fucking box, stamp it with this fucking stamp and put it in that fucking box. And he says, I beg your pardon. He said, I take this fucking voucher from this fucking stamp. Put it in this fucking box. Oh, very good. Moved on. <laughs> there was retribution though from others. <laughs> but the life changed event, I'd got into climbing before that during my apprenticeship. So you had no you had no in, interest, you had no experience of climbing the outdoors. Yeah, when I was in RF Hereford. But no, but not before that. Oh no. Yeah. No. Oh, they used to come, uh, this gang used to come to uh, the Lake District and come yeah. up Bowness or beyond Bowness, Barkenot Farm. And we used to explore, but they there's more interest in shoplifting and chasing women than <laughs> <laughs> But I always had the edge to go up, uh, God, the one above Ambleside, uh, you know, the one, the big ball, what's the damn thing called? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that one. One of them ones, one of them green one ones. One of those, one of those green ones. So I had the edge to, yeah, go up the hills. Yeah. So, so you, so you, so you're in the, you're, you're stamping your forms. <laughs> and I joined the RF Mountain Rescue. Yeah. And was that, was that, how did you find out about, how, how did you find out about them? Don't know. No, I I must have. uh, A bloke called Mike Shannon was a flight attendant who introduced me to climbing. He must have come up with that subsequently. Yeah. And were you were you involved in any sport? Like what in the RAF? Were you playing sport? Oh yeah, I I, I played sport. uh, uh, Rugby was my thing. I was a rugby league player. Yeah. Converted rugby union. Yeah, I played all sports. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a way of passing time. Yeah. Yeah. So so yes. So in those days, would someone just come up and say, did you know what the Mount Rescue, like what they did? Or No, they had this glamour thing, but they also had a reputation. So uh, for those who don't know, Mount Rescue uh, had a operational task of rescuing crashed aircraft, which there was a lot, more than you perhaps, uh, uh, but also supporting the civilian team. But they weren't professionals like the part-time firemen. They had a core professionals to look after it, but yeah. then all these odd things. And it, they were just like like my brother, pirates. You yeah. didn't have to wash, you didn't have to shave. <laughs> you could wear anything you want, take you away, and at the weekend, run over the hills, drink a lot of beer, come back, occasional rescue. And it was a... It was a it's like the Bash Street kids going away for the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. You're giving free free vehicles yeah. and yeah, beer yeah. was what was it one six months a pint, you know, things like that. Yeah. So, uh, but you you got exposed to climbing, walking, mountaineering, 
uh, and I did that for uh, three years, and then I got a can part. You, can you remember your first rock climb? It was in Simmons Yard. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Uh, down in why that was in my apprentice thing. And what would you what would you be wearing on your feet? Uh, I well, I did have a period shortly in with the uh, Tricoonies. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I with think I've seen a photograph somewhere. Yeah, with uh, so leather leather boots with metal things and, uh, hammered in, pieces of string wrapped around your waist. Yeah, uh, a waistline. Uh, wasn't a waistline. It was just rope. But uh, just rope tied around like a weight, and then you tied into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a body be layer. And then I was around on the, where they drilled industrial nuts. Yeah, yeah. No harnesses. Yeah, did anybody body fall belays. off? Yeah. We weren't that good enough to fall off <laughs> of anything, Steve. <laughs> no, I never. But we used to practice uh, falling leader. Yeah. Uh, little on little triffin, those little triffin. Yeah. Where they tie you to the rock and then they go above you, and with about a fifty foot runoff, yeah. a big like tractor tire and let it go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this tractor tire used to go bouncing down, and you had leather gloves on. And yeah. Then yeah, people broke legs with that, whip, that <laughs> whiplash. God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one, I think I remember someone telling me about that training where the rope snapped or something, and there were everyone standing at the bottom, all like laughing at this poor numpty up there, and then the rope snapped, and this big tractor tire was hurtling down. <laughs> yeah, to well, yeah there's no health and safety, I'm guessing. Well, it was yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I remember you telling me that you went up to uh, Schnecter in the Northern Corries, and you cut went steps. Yeah, you cut. But what what is now the descent path? <laughs> you cut. That was my first all, snow and ice climb. Yeah, all day long, like cutting steps. Called Mick Young. Mick Young's out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we went back to the campsite, and uh, there was two women there, and they thought it was heroes for climbing this big north face. <laughs> <laughs> And now people are skiing, skiing up it probably and things, mountain biking up it. But we thought it was the dog's bollocks. Yeah. yeah. And how? And was did you learn from other people? Did you always have someone more experienced? Saying? Yeah, they, they had a. It was a bit like a public school. You had a a, a party leader. There was a pecking order. Yeah. And I was young. I didn't have a beak, so I was just. <laughs> I was dull. Do you think? Do you think those those old guys would would see something in someone, and they'd be like, you know, they're fit, they're keen. Yeah, there the, the, the was a, it wasn't my, you know, I was in Martin Rescue, that thing for about 15 years, and there is a meritocracy mm. where, uh, as it got more professional uh, towards the latter end, you had someone, the lowest rank in the Air Force, and he had within his group on the hill, his mm. party, you might call it, like a wing commander. Yeah. And the wing commander would do what the... <laughs> yeah, you're told him to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, cool. And and so and uh, yeah, I guess I guess it was interesting because you 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 got to see climbing almost like that was that was kind of the golden. That's kind of Willens and Brown yeah. and all that kind of stuff, yeah. isn't it? Like they were yeah. they, they they did were they like heroes to people. Or? Yeah, I remember stood next to uh, Joe Brown having a piss in the Panagori, and I was in awe. <laughs> 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 Went back and said, "You don't understand a piss next to." <laughs> I guess you did. You have some like real scares when you were climbing early on. I don't think I was. You know, to climb severe was then 
quite necky, you know, with yeah. the perfection and so on. And the, the, the consistent thought is never do anything you can't reverse, never yeah. fall off. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, push it, push it. You haven't tried till you've fallen off. Yeah. It was the opposite. And you were, you were saying that Tramadic was like the hard man's crack. Yeah. Where now it's more like the the yeah, bumbly. Yeah. I was scared of going on. I remember a mental breakthrough going across Cib Gok. You know, I heard about all these things. You know, and it was only till it was on Snowden, a load of like nuns came by and asked them where they'd been. They said, of Cib Gok. <laughs> Something like that. And did, and did you go on any like foreign trips? In the uh, early, early sort of... Well, Scotland days. was foreign then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it, I guess it was... Did you, you had the motorway going up. Would you have the A9 and things? At that? I only went as far as uh, south of Gloss, uh, Lancaster. Really? Yeah. So it must have been a long, a long old drive. Long, and the A5. Was it the A5? Yeah. Scotland, A9. Oh, the A9, yeah. It, it kind of, it wasn't like that. It yeah. used to go a bit like that. None of the railway go a bit. And it was, oh, really? So it would take oh, two days to go up to Aberdeen. Yeah. And you were saying about going skiing and you were just in, you were just camping in Glencore. I was, was camping at Corlinbridge. Right. Uh, so in the winter, like in the winter, in a tent and we had a fire. Uh, my plastic boots melted. I remember that trying to ski. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you talk about health and safety. You could go, you could go up there, uh, do yeah, climbing and walking and that, and then you could go to the ski place and say, "Can I stand in for dinner hour and I'll get a, a lift ticket?" Yeah. And uh, so I used to do that. So you get free skiing. All right. <laughs> the work, the because I did this podcast and they're talking about the Falklands War. Yeah. And they were saying that would never happen now. That you know that it was so back by the seat of your pants, and you know because it's yeah. In the in the there was I think life was cheaper in those days. I think <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, luckily I was more in the business of trying to save people than kill people. Yeah, than kill people. <laughs> I don't know that we did the best with what we had. Uh, and did you have to? Was was he like? Was it? Were people? I guess some people were making mountaineering clothing yeah like ventiled smocks and things but it must have been was it cobbled together what you had well what, one of my claims to, to to move the system on that the military is a big organisation and they have going back to uh, equipment and that they have scales of equipment where this unit as a scale of equipment they're only allowed that and you can only demand after that and our scale of equipment for Martin Rescue was drawn from the war and they're like gas capes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, big these big leather gauntlets Uh, there was was prehistoric there was prehistoric so we had to yeah, people were buying their own. Yeah. Or people were uh, saying we're going to get that from a local thing, part of the scale, but say to the block, if I give you, can you give me that instead of that? So yeah. there's a lot of fraud. Yeah. But it, it, benevolent fraud. He was trying to, as a team leader, he was trying to get you guys the best gear because yeah. he deserved it. They, these guys were giving up three weekends out of four. Of yeah. Their life. And what kind of boots did you have? Like the old, like. Well, we from, used to think called careless, like a, a single skin uh, leather boot. Yeah. Uh, no padding within it, no insulation. Yeah. And then you th- then you started getting proper like. And then people fr- used to buy uh, Galibier boots or something. Galibier boots like that. Yeah. 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 God. So so what was what was the first 
ever kind of call out you had where you had to go to a a crash a plane crash? My first call was a vampire. You yeah, mentioned vampire the video. Uh, some of the bear winds. Yeah, and that was a fatality. Yeah, uh, in mist trying to find it, and uh, so another. So around that time, you learn about these things by others. You know the, these elders. And there was a Victor bomber had gone yeah. missing or reported missing. We had to go looking for it. And in my young mind, I was looking for walking to the hills. I was looking for like a Badly Park Victor bomber. Yeah. Know, or all the shape of a plane. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> I can't see like it. Like Flight of the Phoenix or something. Yeah, like. yeah just you know, like the Empire State's building. Yeah. yeah. You can't spot it. You can, it. It didn't crash. It had gone somewhere else. <laughs> but when you, when you, majority of, uh, aircraft that crash they just splatter everywhere or they there's a trail of damage yeah uh, and well this this vampire we found it or it was found by the, the team by tasting the water uh, yeah and then there was there was petrol in the water from oh, the really? streams and wow. they follow the streams up into the mist and like yeah that. oh wow that's, that's, a, that's an interesting way of do, yeah. doing it and and, and, and I the smell you know the smell of the, the, the and, have, and like you're having to deal with sort of dead dead people like isn't there's no like training no there was no post-traumatic stress debriefs and that uh and that particular one it was it was fragmented so there's you're carrying around in a plastic bag and yeah collecting the bits yeah god yes yeah it's, um, yeah, it's amazing you know to think that, that yeah. you know these days you'd be you'd be you know there was there's that kind of bravado on the the, the the humor that kind of sometimes go around it yeah but it's only when you, you is that effect, effective do you think that you're all experiencing something horrific there's respect for the dead so it's yeah. not disrespectful uh but yeah that, at the right time and the right there was one of the ways of the respect we used used not respect we there's a general really anger about press photographers trying to capture images like that right the yeah. real venom against them yeah 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 so that shows some empathy for the deceased have you have you heard that story about when john harling when he died on the eiger and his yeah. rope snapped he fell all the way to the bottom like when chris bonnington found got to his body at the bottom yeah. like they said that like someone's fallen and when he yeah. got there he realized it was john harling he said something like he would have killed anybody, even though he was a photographer. Yeah, he would have killed anyone yeah. who tried to take that photograph. Yeah, that disrespect. Yeah. yeah, but he said that the photograph would completely encapsulate. Yeah, the horror of yeah. of mountaineering, but yeah, but, but no one would could ever take it or something. Or yeah, uh, but I remember seeing a photograph of the deceased with his with his family in some local newspaper, and that's when it you know this is not just a collection of meat this is a this is yeah. a human being because yeah. i guess in the in this in the war there was a lot of people who died unnecessarily yeah. was it where they who crashed on mountains and they were still alive and yeah they, they couldn't get yeah they couldn't get them down and things that's why they yeah i've never rescued a pile of plenty of more dead ones but I've never rescued yeah. yeah yeah so so you you were just like a part-timer you're working in the stores and then yeah. you're going out uh, then i went to leeming uh, as a as a as a one of the the storeman on the on the rescue team, the, the one in charge of all the red socks and those gas capes and things oh, right. like that. <laughs> yeah, that's my empire. So, Ari Fleming, where's that? New York. That's near Yorkshire. Yeah. Uh, and then I I took a 
trade changed to this become a physical training instructor. So for you to get the job actually in the RAF, yeah. like a, like a they must have they must have seen potential in you. You must have been like mega keen. What to be a PTI? No, no, to be to to get actually a full time. Oh yeah, yeah, job on the yeah. on the yeah, yeah. Were you were you oh, were yeah. you? Were you a gear, a gear nerd? Do you think? Oh, yeah. You, I didn't. I didn't follow in your footsteps to be the store man. <laughs> I don't know. You know I, I, when I later was on the shoe was on the other foot and I was trying to recruit people. Used to ring round. You got any good lads there? Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Send him up and have a look at him. It was a bit like a football manager. He was trying to recruit yeah. the best people. Yeah, yeah. Could just yeah. yeah. And, and so yeah, so so did you have to to become a physical training instructor? Was yeah. that another? That was six months train? training. Yeah. Yeah. And what what's what kind of training does it involve? Uh, you had to cover all the major sports and be fit and uh, oh, lots of stuff. Was that uh, the fittest you've ever been? Do you think? No. No. <laughs> that was pretty fit. But yeah. yeah that wasn't and it's all that kind of stuff on like wooden horses and jumping over bars. Yeah, and, gym, gymnastics where I couldn't do and fencing and yeah. other things like that <laughs> which I was useless yeah. and there, there's a lots of ironing involved or is less ironing uh, no PTIs used to wear vests there was no shirt no tie just yeah. a, like, a, like a white vest yeah so yeah. there was actually less ironing yeah. All right. <laughs> there wasn't much bullshit in, in that I do yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, you, one of the things you had to take uh, call it Swedish PT can you imagine 40 people all lined up and you get them all uh, lined up in lines and all around my body twice you had to put on a bit of a bit of a show sometimes because <laughs> you know you know you never you never struck me as someone who would be shouting at people getting them to do you know you're not like the some uh, said you shout, but you got a twinkle in your eye. I don't really mean it. <laughs> you don't, you don't really mean it. <laughs> and but I, and it was I think you remember telling me that you just had plimsolls. There was no like yeah. There was five, no like running shoes. Five mile run, white plimsolls. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I guess like there was no that was like the climbing shoe as well. Yeah, yeah. Shoes. And there was no like nutritional stuff would be. You know, uh, yeah, uh, no egg and chips. Yeah, because yeah. there was a podcast someone saying about being a pro wrestler. Yeah, like in the you know back it back in the day, back yeah. in the day, and how it, no, it was frowned on to drink water. <laughs> <laughs> so people be training like all evening with no water, <laughs> and they thought it would toughen you up, you know. So, but now you've been running with your camelback yeah, on, and you we definitely went out of the cutting edge of sports <laughs> science. <laughs> But I guess like you know Roger Bannister and all those kind of people. If you look at their yeah, their, although someone said that Roger Bannister's shoes are lighter than than most shoes you can get now. Really, they were like a single piece of leather. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, so 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 you went on. You actually so then did you stay in the Mount Rescue or were you being a PTI and then? So I then became a PTI and then I eventually got myself back to Mount Rescue as a volunteer again. Yeah, but. Uh, then after about a year of that, I was now married. Yeah. Uh, and then I was whisked off to uh, Sardinia for uh, Sardinia yeah. uh, and then a couple of other places. And then my life changed uh, about six years later where there was looking for somebody to, for uh, a joint services uh, 
post at Tawin, yeah, which was in uh, Mid Wales, the, the army outward bound place, yeah, and they couldn't find anybody, yeah. Uh, then suddenly put two and two together because I'm more like hell, yeah, uh, to, to one of my uh, bosses about, yeah, I want to do this, and I'm, I'm not. And how would you find out about a job like that? No, I was just approached. All oh, right, I didn't, I didn't know about it. So it's basically walking, climbing. Yeah, yeah. In as my a, as a full time a PTI, I used to take. It was trip, like the perfect, trip. perfect job for you. Yeah, I took trip. Yeah, people away to the hills and things like that. Yeah. Right? So people knew I was interested. Yeah, because yeah. that's probably one of my earliest memories of you, is you getting up. I must yeah. have been five years old. Yeah. Like you getting up, which seemed in the middle of the night. Yeah. And you would like march them all down. In the get them all swimming in the sea, yeah, you know, yeah. early in the, in the dark or something, and put them <laughs> off for life on me as well. <laughs> and, and and what was what? So if you if you had a recruit turn up, you know, from yeah. the army or whatever, how long would they be at that base? Well, they did a two week was it a three week uh, basic uh, outward bound course. They all call that physical stuff, and people getting together to land as a team and running around the hills uh, and the the staff of that that center were all people plucked from the army they weren't professionals in the sense like a pti it wasn't yeah. their trade so you have this great range of uh, skills and abilities but you know great character as well yeah uh and a, and a boss who if anybody broke a leg you'd say well you can't make an omelet without broken legs <laughs> <laughs> So the, it was professional, but very much very, very adventurous. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah those those things would change, I guess. Yeah, learn as you, you know, learn as you learn through your mistakes, and hopefully you don't repeat them. Yeah, yeah. Do I always remember. I always remember there was, it's not there anymore. Cause last time I went there, it'd been knocked down. I remember there was like a big, con big blocky tower that yeah. people must have been abseiling off or something. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you know, it's, yeah, it must must have been it must have been amazing to have to be paid. Because yeah. Yeah. you didn't really have professional, you probably had Rhino Messner or whatever, or mountain, some mountain guides, yeah. but in the UK to be being paid yeah. to go climbing and walking, yeah. it was quite rare, uh, wasn't it? And the uh, the role models were people like, like Pressy Brennan was just starting in Glenmore Lodge. Yeah. And then certifications started coming in, yeah, MLC and all like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think a lot, quite a lot of those, those mountain training places yeah. national mountain training places they were often run by a lot of these people who had yeah. come out of the, yeah. the yeah. army like John Barry was John a, Barry, yeah. a marine and stuff yeah. wasn't he so yeah. yeah so 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 by now you'd started going on you started going on trips abroad I guess yeah we went to climb uh, Mount Robson yeah uh, <laughs> which failed yeah uh, <laughs> um, what was the story about Mount Robson there was some story that some people go up when they didn't come down, or oh, you too much to do. Couldn't get up the normal way because of the snow conditions, and there's a ridge like that, and yeah. they went up and they didn't come back down. So I went to uh, raise the alarm, and they they did find them. They got back to the hut, and they was uh, in a in a mood with me for the rest of the time because they'd gone <laughs> for help. From... <laughs> and he went. And he went out to Yosemite. Oh, that was. From from Tawin, I went to uh, well, yeah yeah. I, went, I did attachment with the Italian army for three three weeks. All oh, right, what was that like? That was introducing some uh, Mont Blanc and all like that. And, yeah, yeah, and, uh, Dolomites. 
Yeah, so was that was that a cult was that a culture a culture shock or well they weren't as cutting edge the old as I thought so a lot of drinking red wine <laughs> <laughs> climbing but it was exposure to that bigger mountain range yeah it's funny when you're in the Alps and you see all and on the Italian side mainly where you see all the yeah the soldiers coming down yeah. with all their white you know plastic boots and the yeah. big rucksacks on yeah. it always looks yeah you know I guess you're born you must have to be pretty good at skiing anyway to, yeah. to yeah. do that. Uh, so you're in, you're in like you moved to like, over to Land Roost. Yeah, I, and I did go on. I, I, you, you, I've heard you say in the past. You now I went on uh, to go to go and do a trip to go and climb something or to ski something or to sail something. They call it an expedition, like you say. It's just yeah. another word for holiday, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I went on twenty eight of those holidays. Right. <laughs> uh, that was. Uh, outside the UK, yeah. So that that was my uh, yeah learning curve and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And you, you were you were a store aware on a couple, well one of them, one of them. Oh yeah, well, yeah, it's the Pyrenees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do remember that I remember you some again I must have been five. That you went or you'd been somewhere. Yeah. Where you told a story about uh, uh, being in a, maybe you've been to America or maybe that's when you went to Canada yeah. or somewhere. And there was a bear or something, and in my head, it was you were in a teepee, you know, because it was because it was American Indians and it was a bear yeah. or something. And, but yeah, well, the bear story is it was in Canada. There's a, a, a military training place. This is a sto- somebody else's story, not mine. I wasn't there. Uh, uh, lots of big plane, all these tents there, and, uh, and the cooks were the Gurkhas. So yeah, cooking was there, and the dancing said, "There's a bear! There's a bear!" And all the Brits are like, ah, "There's a bear!" And this bear went into the uh, the field kitchen, the tent. Yeah. And the get so the gecko rather running away, run towards it, and then there's a big like cartoon coming up, pans going everywhere. Then the bear comes running out. Don't mess with the geckos. Yeah. Don't know the geckos. Yeah. Anyway, he went to Yosemite for the first time. I went to Yosemite, yeah, three times on different trips. Yeah. Yeah. And what was and you climbed because you you're one of these people where. You know, you're, you know, I've been to, I must have been to Yosemite like 10 times. Then yeah. you're, you're like, oh, I once climbed, the, you know, I North, did a half regular dome, on half dome. Yeah, it was, it was my best climb there. And yeah. what was that like? Well, it, it, I, I, Benny Woodward, another name drop, uh, great guy, better climber than me, great partner. We, we had a great trip up, but it was, uh, <laughs> you, you collect war stories. Yeah, I try and make them as factual and not embellished as possible. But this one may seem it can't really have happened like that. Yeah. Uh, so we start. Uh, we kind of walk in, slept below the route the night before, and then do the first pitches. But we couldn't get to the the, the, the tended bivvy ledge. You know, yeah. Got a bit lost. Uh, so we're not on a hanging bivvy, but on this small ledge. Uh, so Bernie says to me, "I need a crap." Uh, yes, yeah. They go, "Well, what's he have to do with me?" But I said, "I've just had a, cr- but I've done. I'm sure I've done three turns, but I've only two plops because <laughs> he had the old, the old little paper bag instead of the like sleeping bag, which is half on this ledge." He said, "Will you look if there was a, oh, you know, this one of these fuck off conversations?" Yeah. And then <laughs> at that point, th- there's a earth tremor. 
All right. <laughs> I won't say it was an earthquake, but yeah. it was pretty severe, and there's all rocks coming down, and we're like hanging belay with like <laughs> pegs like that. Fucking hell, fucking hell, fucking hell. <laughs> anyway, no, that was... Oh, was it, where was this? Where was this? No, head? we had the earthquake, then yeah. he said I need a shit, yeah. which is probably natural, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> And then he convinces me, my my head up, you know, pivoting round, my head inside this sleeping bag, trying to look for this mystery turd. When the aftershock comes. Right. <laughs> so we're just in hysterical laughter at the the, the so we that we survived that night. And then we start going up and we bump into the back end of uh, a Swiss a th- a uh, Swiss guy and a German guy, and they yeah. they linked up by the postcard in the on the campsite. Yeah, Climber wanted to do this. Yeah, uh, and the I think the Swiss guy just lost it completely. Yeah, he couldn't climb; he was just frozen. Yeah, so it <clears throat> ended up with Bernie, the better climber, leading this rope of four. And I was at the back, climbing, carrying all the gear. <laughs> Do you weren't you hauling hole bags or anything? No, or just on my back. Yeah. And that, thank God, ledge thing, yeah. this kind of freaked out guy, he was in front of me. Yeah. He took out all the gear. He'd left no protection. Oh, really? So <laughs> monster swing. Yeah. And I was still at one end going, fucking hell, fucking, fucking, fucking. And Bernie was around going, what, what a fucking me to do with it? Oh, so, my, so I, yeah. He, when I eventually got there, he said, you make sounds like a man about to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad enough if you got, got the gear in, yeah. God. And did you, did you do like Leaning Tower or did you do what, some other West Face no, or something? Uh, I'm not really good with names, but we did some bits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, must, it must be hard like to come back yeah. if you're doing those, because you are like... You are in this kind of system, aren't you, in the military? Yeah. Did you ever just, I guess you wouldn't in those days be like, I'm just going to, you know, sack it in and I'm going to... No, you know, go I, str- I, I was living... So I, the work centre was Land Roost. Yeah. And we used to do, introduce people to climbing, walk and all that. And then we used to finish work and then I used to go running in the hills and... Uh, I had a perfect job. I would have paid to have done that. Yeah, yeah. I did that for six years though. Yeah, God, it must be, it must have been amazing. That's when I was very fit. Then. Yeah, and I what did the, I did the fourteen peaks in six and a half hours. Oh wow! And what was the what was te- better tell that story about the um, the Snowden bike race? Oh well, yeah. Because because bike... people want to know that exists now. It's that gone in the. De- well, my rescue had this thing called Snowden Bike Race where you had a bike and you had to take it around the Snowden horseshoe. Yeah. Uh, three of you. But the bike was, had to ride over the start line, then be disassembled into the frame of two two wheels yeah. and then carried on your back around the thing. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm still the record holder, one hour 43, yeah. three of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen that thing, the the, the, the fastest descent of Triffin? Have you ever seen that race people do? I believe it's something like it's crazy. 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, the guy broke both his wrists. Did he? Yeah, we just yeah. Kept, kept on. He yeah. fell down, I think, then. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, one, of your, one of your, this is another great example of your, the way you just have these weird stories. It was was once I, I, I brought up about the Fastnet race. Where all these people died in this oh, big yeah. storm, and then you were like, "Oh, I was, I was, I was in that." overboard on that, yeah. So tell tell us tell a story about that. Well, it was, you know, it was the storm which 
and I was did it kill like six people or more it was yeah yeah and we was like running one of the experiments I did was an introduction to offshore sailing yeah all these uh, big you know rich man sailing yachts yeah five months and all that and we ran before this storm uh, to try and get away from it and ended up at uh, and cows come around Newport cows and there's not many people trying to run away there was no room in the arbour so all the boats were like stacked outside and we was the end boat uh, so in the middle of the night it was going up and down obviously I sensed movement and the movement had severed the ropes our ropes tying it to the other boats so I went on deck and as this boat as our boat was departing the other one I just grabbed hold of it and ended up in the in the up, yeah middle of the night in this storm <laughs> in the water oh god <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, lucky in many in many aspects not to get crushed or drowned yeah or... well John Bull uh, I know he was uh, he noticed I'd gone and went up and he managed to get me out alright <laughs> god <laughs> one of my nine lives yeah yeah so 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 when you were in Land Roost you weren't in the Mount Rescue anymore you, that, you were just no but, but I led a well. I say I led a community. I I got myself a bad name for raising some things, and they, they got they got moved me out in a week. Oh really? And what, yeah. what what was you what were you raising? What were you being trouble about? I, I wasn't. I, I, by nature, I'm not. I just thought some things could be better, and I, I thought I'd raise it diplomatically. But when you when you challenge those above you in the military, you know you you're treading on dangerous ground. Yeah, I thought I was. You I thought was, you were more equals, but you weren't. Yeah, you were still in that yeah. that hierarchy. Of, yeah, I thought I was better than I perhaps was. <laughs> I suppose by this time, it's the the time of like uh, sticky rubber, you know, gear yeah. was improving. Yeah, better gear. Willens harnesses. Uh, I'd done my MAC by then, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, where I worked, uh, so you had Plastic Brennan, uh, we had almost the same number of MICs as Plastic Brennan. Right. So there's lots of good. Because probably that was probably the the beginning of when climbing started really becoming yeah. a, a. It was it was it wasn't it was becoming less of a niche thing I guess wasn't it? It was just before you started getting like Fieres and people wearing Lycra and yeah, and it became like more rock and roll. What one of my. Uh, opinions is that it then become uh, a trade it would then become a career yeah and people were attracted to it for other reasons than a desire to go in the hills yeah it, it was even better than it was like what being they was doing a, but like they didn't have that they didn't have that passion they didn't have the desire and you could really see that there was, there was capable and proficient but there was there wasn't that do you mean like people who were professionals like as in you know you're working in an outdoor center you're not working there because you love climbing yeah 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 and i'm not sure that's that's actually unachievable everybody's got that yeah desire where, be where before you get the impression you know when they brought in the system where but like teaching i suppose isn't it yeah yeah well some well you know what you get the impression there was a lot of kind of crazy fly by the seat of the pants oh yeah instructors yeah. but they were actually very good but they had no qualifications and then they brought in the system where yeah you know qualified we're going to quali you have yeah. to be qualified to do yeah. this yeah. and then it weirded out the characters as well you know yeah yeah because yeah. there must be lots of dangerous oh, people around yeah. yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose overall, I guess it's still are. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but they are the qualified. Yeah. yeah. So, so, th- so then you went back into the Mount Rescue, did you? Well, I did a year uh, at the places there's PTI doing sports. So what was that like to go back to being just being a PTI? Was that your punishment? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, it was. It, yeah. It was okay. Yeah. 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 That must have been that. Must. Must. I've always given my best to a job, so I did the best for what I did, but I, I was just pining for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're in a flat. Were you, were you outside London or somewhere? It was very flat. Um, and Bracknell. Yeah. Bracknell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your penance for like causing trouble. <laughs> so then I, I'd been on. Did you climb at all then? Were you able to get away and do I used anything? to take expeditions to North Wales and think about the Lake District. Right. Small groups. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Uh, I think part of my pleasure, I enjoy teaching. Yeah. I enjoy uh, teaching people skills. Because I've, I've met people who said, Oh, your dad took me out climbing in the rain and things. Like. You know, like they'd never been climbing in their life, and he said they took me out. You know, and we and it was raining, and we went and did this ridge or something. And it has this like I think you you do have a, like a very profound impact on lots of people. Like I would say, hundreds and hundreds of people. Like yeah. whenever whenever I'm touring in the theaters, yeah, almost every time someone comes up and says, "Oh, I I know, I used to know your dad or something." You know, <laughs> I, well, that, that's nice to hear. Uh, uh, I don't know, you you you, you catch the. Is it a virus? You catch things off different people, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And if I've infected some people, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess it, maybe it's that thing of not taking it so seriously, or having fun. You know, you're having. F- People's always said, "Well, we'll have fun with you." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you did your year as a PTI as penance, and then what happened then? I, uh, meanwhile, I'd been on a, a team leaders course. <laughs> To, to be a uh, RF team leader yeah. because of my previous experience and, and yeah and then I got a, a team leader's job at RF uh, Leeming but it, it was located at RF Linton and News then because yeah. of a runway uh, maintenance right uh, so it's, then I had uh, and what was that like being in charge of all these people I always remember so like the first weekend was at Grasmere and uh, somebody somebody came up to ask me a question, and uh, and then I like looked round to say, well, what should we do? And there was nobody else there. It was me. <laughs> I had to go and answer that. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, I've got to answer that. So, uh, it was great. It was great because we had this. You you could pick your own. You create your own football team of these crazy people who were giving so much. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Did you have, do you know this thing about Cantona? Yeah. You know, you, you know, you could only have, well, there's, there's not this thingy Rodman, the, but you can only have one Cantona in the team. Yeah. Did you have people like that in your team who were? Oh yeah, I would say fifty percent were like that. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, you talk about man management. You learn how to manage people and uh, in different ways. Uh, yeah, the, the total learning curve. Uh, what I was able to bring because I had this, I'd experienced this professionalism of, of uh, you know, things like pacing and yeah. know, micronavigation <laughs> and all these different knots and rescue techniques. Yeah. Uh, Martin Rescue then was mostly blind to that. They just had enthusiasts. Yeah. Who uh, 
follow a straight bearer until they bump into something. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was able to bring all that. Uh, and like anything, if you... To make it more professional. Yeah, if you're showing people how to do something easier, you know, there's an appetite for that. You yeah. Know, didn't have to didn't have to sell it. Yeah. So I felt uh, that was able to raise, the, you know, some of those standards. Yeah. yeah. And how, how would, like, civilian mountain rescue teams view the REF? Mount rescue teams. My experience uh, going off because I like, like to do a Langdale Amble side. Depends on the personal in that. Some were very very keen. A bloke called Brian Morgan uh, was very very keen. Uh, yeah, really good relationships because we was kind of a bunch of people who could fly in and uh, you'd have helicopters and stuff. Uh, well, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, because mountain rescue then yeah they're generally undermanned you know yeah results, you know. yeah i guess it, yeah, it's interesting to look at the history of so both civilian because yeah. in a way that the, there's less of a call for the ref yeah. to do anything because the civilian, yeah, civilian teams have expanded haven't yeah. they and yeah yeah uh, and we're definitely fitter younger yeah because most people were holding beards weren't they <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, young people weren't can't be asked yeah uh and i guess it's a type is it is a type of person who's in the mat rescue in, in the RF. Well, it, no, in in civilian mat rescue teams. Oh, all good people. Oh, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying yeah. it's negative, but there is there's, there a, just, there's yeah. a type there's, there's a type of person who's willing to get up at like yeah. two in the morning yeah. and go looking for somebody. Yeah. and it's not a no, it's not a normal person. Yeah. but yeah. but it's a type of person who actually, although they might say it's it's about the same way, exactly the same with like the lifeboat. <laughs> yeah, people they might complain. Well, they fucking love it. Oh, they love it. You know. And, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, and that, that's one thing maybe about the professionalisation of civilian teams. Yeah. In that, you know, if they were fully funded and they had professional, yeah. almost like mountain guides, you probably wouldn't have, you wouldn't have the same people doing yeah. it. And it's not just, you know, the, the, the people at the, I learned it's not just the people at the sharp end, you know, climbing, the, you know, rescuing. Yeah. Oh, I'm here to rescue you. It's all the way back. It's the guy, you know, like making the tea or making the soup and come back. Yeah. It's the people making sure that the vehicles are okay. And then when you look in a box, something's there. Yeah, not yeah, there. yeah. It's a whole chain of, of little yeah. things that make yeah, it yeah. possible. That the, the, the Land Rover switches on when you Yeah. 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 No, I think it's, I think I think we we do take him for granted, Matt Rescue teams. Yeah, and I think all of us like yeah. So to, so so we, so me and my dad were on the hill today, and just my dad got talking to the guy in the uh, the in the little the little booth where there was a guy yeah. giving advice about going on the hill, and he was, you know, he was in the Matt Rescue. Yeah, and, uh, and I think I think all of us like I've always I've always tried to to do as much as I could for Matt Rescue teams. Yeah. A lot, a lot of them not being rescued yet. But, um, yeah, I think we, people do take them for granted. You know, they'll give money to yeah. some causes, but, uh, yeah, I think the some some teams that really struggle with money, where other ones are so, super rich. Yeah, yeah. Could buy their own helicopters and yeah. things, I guess. So, you know, I, I had, then I went on a 10-year run of being a team leader in different teams yeah. in North Wales, uh, twice and then scotland yeah and did you have did you have many uh, on either end did you have people do you have trouble with people who were who you're in charge of did you have to get rid of people very rarely uh, yeah, were even not suitable or the, the, i 
so I'm looking, I'm searching for the word. So some of the people that we say, I don't think it's working, yeah. were uh, people who couldn't do two weekends out of four and they were the married people. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, listen, I'm sorry you're not putting enough weekends in. So these, these are married, they're trying to hold the marriage together. Yeah, yeah. And because they weren't giving half their free time to run and rescue, yeah. got rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah, when I look back, we, we expected so much yeah. from these people. And, and, and so above you, did you have many problems with? Well, I, in my era, there were six teams then, yeah. and one squadron leader at the top in, in MOD. Yeah. So we could get away with murder. Yeah, yeah. I had my own train set. I could do my <laughs> own thing. Where then it expanded, they had loads. Share, 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 the, share the story about the, the Land Rover story. Oh. Oh, no, wait. I'll consult my lawyer about that. can't tell that story. <laughs> no, I will. I'll tell there's a rescue and I ask a guy who didn't have a driving license and can drive a motorbike to drive a very valuable V8 Land Rover up this forest track. We're going to pick up uh, something. Uh, and, uh, I'm not going to mention his name. <laughs> I said, be careful. Anyway, we went around the corner. He wasn't being careful. He was sat by the side of the road and the Land Rover wasn't there. Looked over the side and it had gone down. <laughs> Rolled over a few times. It was on the lower... Uh, oh god uh, and that was my last week there yeah. in this thing so we kind of, so they got the incident done I was speaking to the uh, the police inspector in the Scottish village <laughs> I said oh I can't ruin really this shit you know got this damage to this vehicle that the guy didn't have a license and oh god you know and he said oh no worries, no worries. Right? And he got an old uh, Imperial typewriter, but like a witness statement. Hey, Inspector McLeod <laughs> was following Flight Sergeant Kirkpatrick at five miles an hour when the truck subsided. <laughs> yeah! So you survived. I have a friend who, yeah, there was... I'm talking about man rescue in Scotland rather than I can't say in the late district. There was an affinity between the police, the rescuers. And there, there was there was kind of like a yeah a bond where they used to help each other. And the yeah. police did a great job in places like Fort William and yeah. Like yeah yeah yeah. And the, the Scottish teams, yeah that yeah in that terrain and in the nature of the, the hours, you know they are amazing people. Yeah, well you you weren't around you know, the the great storm when they had that huge. Where the the you know it was like two hundred mile an hour winds in the Cairngorms. What was that? Was that? Oh yeah, no, that was on Paul Rogers, an RF uh, military guy, got down. Yeah, he died. yeah, yeah. Was that? Were you were you in that? Were you in the up there then, or were you down in in Wales? No, uh, I was involved in. There was a storm went through that that uh, accession of. Uh, a rescue on the uh, a non-rescue on the Saturday somewhere near oh, south of Scotland I can't remember where then driving home to Lucas on the Sunday night a rescue on uh, uh, the Buckle yeah uh, night rescue yeah then coming down we slept in the King's house and then there was a rescue the next day for some missing people who were rescued people who didn't know the 
or need didn't rescue. need rescuing, but we rescued people who did need rescuing, who didn't know they needed rescuing. All right. <laughs> yeah, so that was, and then there was a alert. So that's, and then there was a alert for a missing uh, Boy Scout on Ben Nevis. Yeah. So it was then from that. So it's the, the next day looking for this, and then the next night, that night, and yeah. then the next day. So that was. So, so, so tell it. So everyone had thought this Boy Scout had died. Yeah. But you, you, you believed you were still alive, didn't you? Well, I thought it would. My part, my motivation, because I compared him to you. Yeah. You were a similar age. Similar yeah. age. Yeah. And Probably similarly stupid uh, to me. Similarly stupid. So yeah. I thought, well, I give up on my son. Yeah. And what happened? Well, Cause, because people, people have told me that. You were like well, you were not a man possessed, but you just kept going, kept going out, and people had like horrendous blisters, and for people just kept you kept getting people. Look, we have to keep going out, looking, yeah. looking for this this lad. So, I mean, it wasn't just me looking. There was there was the Glencore team, the Fort William team, uh, RF Kinloss, yeah, yeah, and I was at Lucas then. Uh, and the helicopter, but the, the the weather conditions didn't allow a, a helicopter search. So we ha we had to sweep search the area to the right of the Red Burn, going up to uh, coming down or the up the Burn, uh, rocky boulders around the top of the field, and I was in the top search party. And it was that misty it was was searching by altimeters where I had five in a group and yeah. would have. Uh, Altimeter and a separation of something and just following that. Yeah. And I was at the top, uh, and I found him within fifty yards. You know? Oh wow! Yeah. And he was nearly dead. Uh, unconscious, nearly dead, and yeah. like that. Yeah. And what was the story with the helicopter? That's a cool. Oh, this is, yeah, I, this is another one of the things I can't believe that, and uh, I can't believe it as well. So we found him. We didn't take a stretcher because we thought he was dead. You know, yeah. We'd be looking for a dead body. Yeah. Uh, but he was alive, just not, not, you know, not conscious, but making sounds. So I, the helicopter was in the halfway locking down down there, and uh, Bill Campbell was the pilot. Uh, I said we've we've got him. So the Mexican we've got him. You have this category thing, is cat three, you know, is it still alive? And you could hear people reacting on the radio and this kind of, you know, yeah. this, this is almost this all the effort over those three days, two and a half days to find him. It was like a goodwill was flooding up the mountain, yeah. Uh, so, so this guy. There's, there's about 15 of us or something like that so we'll, so we'll have to physically put him on our shoulders and carry him yeah that, that, <laughs> that was plan A yeah and plan B was so I spoke to Bill I said well if you hover up and I'll I'll call you to me by your noise you know, yeah if you there's but, nothing on this slope that will hit the helicopter yeah. I believe yeah <laughs> so they could see like 20 10 metres or something Sorry, they'd be able to see like ten meters the helicopter. Ten, yeah, yeah, uh, and he he was, you know, the pilot sat on the right hand side. But with the wind conditions, he left to be on the outside, and the winchman would have to in the doorway going down. I left a bit and watching the wingtips. Yeah, yeah, going near the slope, and he'd be giving them instructions. So it wasn't me going left a bit right. Yeah, there. yeah. Uh, so he said, "That's what we'll do." Yeah. Oh, wow. Can you imagine that. Yeah, yeah. 
this, and this was like one of the. Is, would this be like a some like a uh, a well king or something? A whirlwind. Yeah, Wessex. 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 Yeah, Wessex, the old Wessex. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite small. Yeah, a crew of four people. Yeah, yeah. And the man, and he, survived, and he survived. Well, so Bill started bringing it up, and then suddenly, the, almost like the, the mist broke. Yeah. And so he looked down from the top of the bend there. We can see you. We can see you. And he go, we can see you, Shig. And they said, well, do a quick strop, which, you know, the, 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 the wire comes down, yeah. you know, like a big loop, which yeah. called a strop. Yeah. Uh, so that's, so they, it's a bit like a racing turn, like did a racing turn, coming around the glen like that. <laughs> and the strop came down. And whoosh, there was a way, then the mist come on. Oh, wow, wow. And was on like that. <laughs> God, amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, got it. Must, it must be good. It must be a weird job in that your job is actually to pick up on pretty much, yeah, crash planes. But then you, you know, the yeah, I don't. Think, I haven't saved many. You know, I've saved a few, but I've carried more. You know, closed. What's the word? Closure. Yeah. People, you know, yeah, yeah. Bodies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Difference. Yeah. So yeah, so so we so have some funny. Heli do you have any good helicopter stories about going in these old? You know, because the, the the first helicopters used to be going in with the old whirlwinds and the. Oh, well, they're just they're just not finished between the MR trips and the pilots because you need to have that. Uh, yeah, the, the the funny stories like being somewhere, then you say, oh, so we ring up a yellow cab, but we ring one up and say, oh, we're on so and so, can you give us a lift? Yeah, we'll be round in a minute. <laughs> Been dropped off in my own back garden <laughs> once and <Langham. laughs> Did you not tell, did you tell me once that you could see that in the old West, the Whirlwind helicopters, you could see the feet of the pilot? Oh, yeah, you could see the feet moving like hell. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, it's so dangerous, people must not realise how dangerous well, it is to fly turns, in the downturns, in the mountain. Yeah. And jumping out of helicopters when the, the uh, hover jumps, yeah. they're hovering. Uh, on Cairn Last, and we're Cairn Last, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're doing something on the main wall there, there like yeah. That. So it's hovering like that, and you have to jump out the helicopter onto one of these ledges. <laughs> really? <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. So I guess. But, so but, but then, I mean, subsequently, night vision goggles came in, so we still. Because they were like, crashes. They had crashes, didn't they? There was. Remember yeah, that helicopter um, in seeking like um, Ben Moore, yeah, you know, yeah, fatality of policeman died. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a dangerous, yeah, because you don't. People don't re maybe they do realize, but when you call out people yeah. to come and rescue you, you they are putting themselves in a, a yeah. lot of danger, aren't they? One of my f yeah, I, I went to a rescue on um, Brown Cove. Is it Brown Cove on Hell Valley? Yeah, and one of the. <laughs> One of the civilians <laughs> asked the guy to pass him his ice six, which he did. Unfortunately, he hit him right between the eyes. Oh, really? <laughs> so I had to carry him off. <laughs> was that green on? Was it green, green, green on blue green? Blue or something? Green on green. Yeah. <laughs> God. So, 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 you kind of so your 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 last posting as a team leader was a valley, Arif Valley, North Wales. Yeah, and. Uh, did you want to? Did you want to finish? We, uh, we, uh, we. You kept on doing it forever. Do you think? I would have kept on doing it. I, I was, yeah. The, uh, my second wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, allowed me to do that. You know. Yeah. 
but a great sacrifice for all the wives as well. Oh yeah, you know, to be away every weekend and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and what? How did it come to an end? The your mountain days? Because you because I should say that, but you were climbing. Like I remember coming out with you when you were doing E threes and occasionally, you know. Yeah. But no, but you were you were climbing well. You know, you went yeah. sort of. But, but I, I, as a team leader, you you weren't there for your own. I always felt that I'd give more to helping others than, yeah, yeah. I got more pleasure out of helping others, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, yeah. yeah, so how did it? Come I'm not to trying end? to make myself as you know. No. <laughs> but I was a selfish bastard. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. Yes, how did it end the the RAF Mount Rescue days? Well, then I'd been ten years away from my main job, which the RAF had recruit you know to be a PTI. Yeah. Uh, and they had a place in, in North Wales where they used to train young airmen. Yeah. And all the train train. Is that the right word? Like personal development kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, courage, teamwork. Yeah. All that communication, gobshite stuff, <laughs> <laughs> which on paper is so dry. Was, was, was the kind of corporatization, like the language yeah. changing in the RAF by yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's more polit- even more political. Yeah, uh, and thank goodness that you know, people realised the value of uh, outward bound it always been like in the in the military yeah but then trying to codify it and civilise it and trying to yeah yeah that had my actually thought. actually before we should we should do a because uh, not want to be too woke here yeah but um, it's, it, it was very masculine it was a lot old men going doing these things and you were someone who uh you were ahead of your time. You were you were walk before it was a thing, you know, but by, by bringing women into Mount Rescue. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Can't explain that. But I, yeah, uh, yeah, I was the first one to bring a woman in. Yeah. Yeah, and did yeah. you have to find a woman, or did a woman want no, to join? No, no, no. Yeah, and, and so tell us the story about the you know the having to come and be checked out. Remember the? Are they? Are they well, the, you know, heavy, don't you? Yeah. yeah. David Wally, uh, somebody from the MOD in charge of uh, Women's Royal Air Force, used to call it then, came yeah. up to uh, a weekend to check if she would let her girls come into the <laughs> Martin Rescue system. Yeah. And the Martin Rescue system then was very. Oh, I won't be a polite word. Like if you, burnt, if you burnt the breakfast, you were like staked out and covered in the slops yeah, and things. Been, yeah, it was quite a robust thing. Yeah, and uh, lots of drinking, but lots of effort. You know, good people just having fun, and yeah, yeah. and uh, judgment. I won't let my girls and with those animals. <laughs> <laughs> but you were, you were, but you were, you were saying to me that although she might not be as, on average, as strong as the strongest yeah. people, that the the female members of the team they brought things. Like, yeah, I. Yeah, the, subsequently in the civilian world, I, I worked with some top quality uh, young women who were just superb technically, physically. Yeah, so I, I, in my mind, the, yeah, the, there's no there's no offsetting strengths to to, to uh, cover a weakness. They were just great people. To yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess it shows the kind of. 
someone who'd be willing to yeah the metal of someone who's i'm gonna go and yeah join that go get in the mount rescue team or something it's yeah. like really you know really cool yeah uh, so so you so your day, your days are ended and you got you you got sent off to well, Bournemouth. Well, I, I got like a press gun to, to be a chief instructor of a personal development place. Yeah, which the style was, you know, I show what you up that mountain and then I tell you what's wrong with you and then you tell <laughs> how good I am and then we <laughs> I dress better than you, eat better than you. Yeah, yeah, you're nobody. You won't get in my air force. Yeah, pass my standard. And was it really regimented when you went? Yeah. Because I've, I've been there doing some work, like talk, talking there. And I remember having been to like uh, RAF Mount Rescue, yeah. like the, 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 what would you call it? Like they have a house, you know, like yeah. a building. Yeah. And it was always very like, uh, it's kind of like a club, really, like a climbers climbing club. You yeah. know, there's lots of pictures and climbing yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Where, I went, where I went there and it's really formal and, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Yeah, like things printed out everywhere like how not to slip yeah. on the tile floor and everything <laughs> yeah so so, so we so, so you must have been a shock to them or what? so I, I went through a grieving period after leaving Mount Rescue yeah to, to, to be exposed to this yeah and going on going on the hill with the with the instructors and seeing how they treat people yeah and being told you know we don't get too close to them we'll keep a distance from them yeah, we only to call them by their surnames. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, and so I, I had my own experience of MR. So MR is a bit like a family, yeah. in a way. Yeah, even though you've got a pick and all, it's definitely like a family. Uh, but I didn't have any authority to say, well, no, that's all wrong. You should do it like this. Let's do it like you do in MR. Yeah, because we're talking about the, the whole of the. The whole military is like that. Then, like that, you you're questioning military discipline, you know, yeah. military ethos. Uh, so somehow I ended up at Braithy Hall, which is a training centre in the Lake District. Yeah, that trains young people, and at the time that was the Plastic Brennan of, of that type of thing. Yeah, worldwide. Yeah, uh, and I was just in awe of how they treated young people. Yeah, and how they brought the best out of young people, which was you know to create relationships. Yeah, that was better than them. You know, just be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of little subtle things. Uh, and you, you had that story about where you you had this thing where you had to jump into this pool of water, and someone asked, "Remember that story?" No. You had to you had to jump down into this huge big chasm, and you had to hit like a tree branch. And if you didn't, oh, you're yeah. gonna. Yeah. And then someone asked you, "If was it being risk being risk assessed or something?" And yeah. you'd never heard that before, you know. <laughs> you realise that the RAF was changing, the military was changing. Yeah, we used to do some, you know, down, you know, down slate mines with no torches and things like that. You used yeah. to do lots of adventure stuff, which, yeah. in a supportive, yeah, yeah. But because uh, the, so, the military went like really into that, like I've done. Well, they did have people killed. <laughs> Maybe that's so that. <laughs> But even like there was a. But not in my watch. I met like a few. Like not someone said, they uh, did some co some speaking event, and someone was saying now they they'd literally just come back from Afghanistan. Yeah. No, they come back from Baghdad, and they've been full on fighting yeah. for the for their lives. Yeah. And he decided to do like an orienteering weekend yeah. to try and de you know decompress yeah. all these soldiers. But they were like, oh, you can't. You haven't done like a risk assessment of, you know, yeah. slips and trips in yeah. the woods. Yeah, I, I, it's easy to, oh, that was a victim. There's some good come out of it, but it was, yeah, that, that. So I, 
to kind of go back a bit. So I, uh, there was a staff of about eight, and we did all, you know, I, 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 somehow this eight people that they brought into this new way. Yeah, and they went up to Brathy Hall as well and had a taste, and the bosses of us bought into it as well. Yeah, so we were this group of people able to change how the air force operated in that uh, place, in that one years place. ahead, in one place, and then then subsequently other places as well. But was, did, did you not ta- did you not say that it was this? But as soon as you left, someone came in and you made it all back to how it was. Well, somebody somebody tried to come back and change it all back to where it was, and I I said, oh. I'm leaving the Air Force because of that. And I yeah. got a job at this Braithy Hall. Yeah. yeah. So that must have been, to, to leave, so how long had you been in the Air Force for? 34 years. Yeah, God, it must have, it's kind of a lifetime, isn't it? Yeah, but I said to you, I was never really in the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just climbing and walking and yeah. going around the hills. But you did, it was, you just, although you had a few, like, uh, you know, not re, not really rough patches, but you, you did have, like, the the dream career, really. I, you've read something I wrote for the RF Marine Rescue that 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 fourteen year old lad, you know, leaving school, yeah, I would never imagine some of the experiences I had. Uh, yeah, just amazed. You went off to the Himalayas. You went to yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, climb all over the place from Flat Hull. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I guess what I guess the. Like you, I guess you'd think that that was kind of the end of your story, like leaving yeah. the RAF, because that is a lot of people when they're in the military when yeah. they leave, they just get a normal, you know, they yeah. still they, they don't generally retire, they start doing, they yeah. start working in a FE college or something. Yeah, but that that is their uh, that is uh, my, my my son's my son's home from work, <laughs> and um, they're just doing a podcast. <laughs> Hi, Ewan. <laughs> So, uh, but it, but for you it wasn't really. It led on to all. It was in the way it was. Your life post that has been very maybe richer in some, in, but a different way. I would say I would. I always had a. I always felt that Martin Rescue was a, a, an amazing thing, but it that let's say you saved all everybody who died in the hills during the UK at that time. I think yeah. the annual death rate was, was it about 35, something like that. Yeah. It's not a lot of people really, is it? Yeah. <laughs> not many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I got involved subsequently in people who were struggling in life, uh, you know, the delinquents, crime, drugs, and like that. And they're, they're in the thousands. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so with Bretha, you were dealing with yeah young young people. Young people. Uh, I got involved with a thing called Youth at Risks. I, I was a I was a what's that thing that always making me laugh? Uh, a, a consultant. A, yeah. A management consultant. Because what because what was interesting for so by the time you left the RAF, like yeah. I was I was a I was a grown up. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of. Yeah. And you went through this weird phase. Well, towards the end of the RAF, when you were working this yeah. kind of, yeah, management, you know, yeah. consultant management training in the yeah. RAF, you suddenly started reading all these books. Yeah. You know, and we go for a walk, and you'd be like, you'd be talking about things which are, they're very. You know, when, when people do like sort of uh, management training or they yeah. do like business, yeah, they all they're all reading exactly the same books yeah. and they're all saying exactly the same things. Yeah. And you went through a phase where you became 
what you thought you had to be because that was the theory. Yeah. But you, you know, eventually you seem to just get rid of all the theory and just go back to what you yeah. knew yeah. from your. I thought it was important. I mean, they were they were paying they, they were billing me something like one thousand five hundred pounds a day. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be like a month wage. Yeah, the bloke was thick. He doesn't feel as worth that. Yeah, yeah. And to try and bring that value. Did to you change it. the way you talk and everything? Do you think? Do you think? Yeah, well, I yeah, I, I did. I found I was more effective. What, what Brithy allowed to me to be is be me. Yeah, yeah. Not to be to be anybody else. And I say that to young people. Once you start learning to like yourself, and then being you, you then you kind of a extra level of happiness that you might not have trying to be somebody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I said, yes. Yeah, I guess. It, yeah, have you ever thought? Have you ever thought about writing? I always say like it's no good having you on the podcast. You can't remember it. You can't remember <laughs> anything. We've we done quite well so far. So yeah, but very. It's, it's such a different. Such a different. Is it the? Is it different or is it the same? Is it still working with people? The, the as you know, I don't do. You know, so I, I had a. When did I go to Brathy? I went to Brathy in '98. Yeah, and, and I then I'd uh, I left there in two thousand and two, and then I become an associate working there. Yeah, but then I I worked with uh, in India with street children there and Oman, uh, uh, people from all various things, and now I work with military people who are suffering from post traumatic stress and other things. Uh, but link, looping it back to the Martin Rescue, there is something so rewarding about helping somebody yeah yeah you can't help everybody you can't save everybody but there is something that is worth yeah more than a big flashy car yeah. and i'm hooked on that because now you can now you work for samaritans as well yeah so you give you're giving up all this free you're going to give only free time when you could be uh I know you. I am hooked on that, but I also feel guilty that you're getting some pleasure out of somebody's shitty time. <laughs> <laughs> is it pleasure or is it? Like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you're. I guess you've always been busy. That's the. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh... the only the only black mark in your book is that you've played golf. That's the. I know. You know, yeah. that's the only thing that spoils the. <laughs> I do wear climbing gear though when I'm playing. <laughs> You're a bit like the the sort of the Dalai Lama of my rescue or something, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I take satisfaction from seeing you do you know, similar things. Yeah, yeah, in different ways. Yeah. No, it, it yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's amazing, isn't it? Like the the journey of of your yeah. life, like all yeah. the, you know, the. I think we were talking about the the path, you know, the paths. Yeah. path divides you know splits yeah. like which way do you go you, you might take the wrong path but you might end then you'll end up at another split which takes you to the right path and yeah I, I think I come from a uh, what's the word they say a generation uh, where your mother <laughs> so you know, yeah there, there are casualties sometimes yeah yeah you can't you can't have it all sometimes yeah yeah sometimes that you don't. You're not. I think I've said to you. You're not. You don't feel like your um, is penance. 
like helping all these people. Probably is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling I've messed your life up in some respect. I think I, t- I told you that you don't have to do penance. Like it's not. A, it's not. A, yeah. We yeah. all make. We all make. No, well, they're not mis- mistake. Is not the right word. It's just something that. Yeah. You know, you trip or you trip over something. It's not. It's yeah. not a mistake. It's just things yeah. that. You're a different person. You are at twenty-one yeah. than you are at. You don't, you don't set out yeah. to, to do these no, things. You yeah. No, you do the best you think. Yeah. 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 So how, how old are you now? I, can, I don't actually know. So. 74. 74. Yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's amazing. And you're still, still out. Still, it was funny today when we were hiking up this hill. Yeah. And you were like, you're not doing this. You're not going at this pace all the time, <laughs> you know. And I was like, I'm sure, if, I'm sure even if we did, it'd be, it'd be totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm touch wood. I'm lucky, yeah. My legs still move. Yeah, I'm deaf, but yeah, you're very, you're very deaf. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this, this, so this morning, I had to go and get my dad up early in the morning to go to go off walking, and I went in with a cup of tea, and I was like, Dad, Dad, and he was, and it, there was no movement. It was completely dark, and I was like, Dad, Dad, and there was no movement. I was like, Fuck, he's died. It's fucking typical. He's come over here. He's gonna. Crap <laughs> now. <laughs> Like typical. I've not seen him for ages. He comes to my house and he dies. <laughs> Folks, I had my earphones. He had his earphones and listened to his podcast. <laughs> but yeah. that terrible thing, there wasn't the feeling of like, oh no, my dad's dead. He was like, fucking <laughs> typical. Bother, all this sh- yeah, yeah, got a sort of funeral now. Give me hassle get his, life. Get his out. body back across on the... Did you hear this story in Ireland where the, some people took their granddad to, to get... To Yeah, to get the money out. No, he was out at the post office. He died. Oh, post it, yeah. Yeah, tried to get his money out. So, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know if you've got any money. Yeah. I could go to yeah. Find your credit card or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we've been talking for... Uh, oh, my God, is that... We've been talking for a while. So, anyway, it's been uh, it's been great talking to you. And uh, <laughs> have, you, have you have any uh, any words of wisdom before we? <laughs> uh, well, I this this offer to do this came pretty suddenly, and I, I uh, yeah, uh, no words of wisdom. I'm not wise <laughs> enough to give any. I think I think it's uh, you know I always I always start this thing when I do like s- s- slideshows for you know, business businesses. Yeah. I always say this story about doing this talk at this. Uh, this thing with all these fighter pilots, all yeah. these like tornado pilots, and afterwards I said to one of them like, oh, "I hope I hope I make enough connections between what I do and what you do." And he was like, "Oh, we're very intelligent people. We make our own connections." <laughs> so I think I think there's I think you said a lot of things in there that are really really great. So uh, can I slide in an Irish thing about someone told me like yeah? a, a farewell greeting? Uh, May you wake up on the right side of the sod. <laughs> That's to the old people out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, lots of good Irish Irishisms. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So until next next time, uh, thanks for thanks for talking, Dad. And uh, I'll yeah, see you. yeah. See you. Time for bed. Time for bed. <laughs>
With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.